Welcome back, everybody. It's award season. Thank you all so much for voting in the second annual Grenny Awards. We've got a packed evening for you all as we celebrate films covered on this podcast. Uh, special thanks, of course, to the audience, all of our voters. My wife, she voted. Vanessa voted for the Grennies. And Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth! Denny, Denny Taylor just <laughs> high fived you. Just high fived me. So excited for the award show! That was a high five sound that you heard. Uh, we weren't doing a pop culture bit way after it was relevant. <laughs> not, not movies for when. Yeah, keep these references in 2022, where we both know them and where they belong. <laughs> I don't know what new <laughs> things are going on. Nope. Is a uh, Sully still a thing? Is that I don't know. <laughs> what I get all my news from my clients, man. I, if it's not bad <laughs> enough to talk about in therapy, I don't hear about it. Uh, is that dress blue and black or white and gold? <laughs> okay, that one still comes up a lot in therapy, actually. <laughs> you guys, heard People's about lives were torn apart. You guys, heard about this coronavirus? What's up with that? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, but really, welcome back, everybody. This is an exciting time. We've been working on preparing for mentally, um, also workly, on these new awards. It's the Grenny Awards. It's Greg and Denny. Mash the words together and you've got Grenny. And we've got awards for this. This is our little uh, segment once a year where we get to just praise and look back, reflect, and look forward to everything to do with what we have and will cover on this podcast. It's a good amount of fun. And of course... Our voters are the real MVPs. Woo! Woo! All right, Danny. Most valuable primates. Most valuable last one of you. primates. <laughs> oh, man. You monkeys can sure score goals. Uh... Greg, it wasn't a monkey. We've oh, been over I'm this. sorry. That's our show's biggest scandal, Greg. I don't mean to over-chimplify things, but <laughs> <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> I laughed way harder than that joke deserved, but it got me. I don't know what to tell you. You got me. <laughs> That's my aim every time. All right, Denny, before we get into a celebration of what what's old and what's to come, we do talk about movies every once in a while on this podcast. So what else did you watch the last week since our Friday the 13th episode, which was a good, good, good fun time, by the way? Greg, I'm so glad because what I've watched since our Friday the 13th episode was uh, Friday the 13th Part <laughs> 6. Uh, <laughs> I saw it at the Alamo Draft House with Vanessa. Um, it is, dude, I, I love seeing these movies on a big screen because, like, normally when you see an old movie in a movie theater these days, um, it's going to be something that's really, really good, and that's why they're playing it again. Right. You don't really get a lot of opportunities to see these uh, total B-movies in a theater experience. And it, I own the DVDs. I usually don't like to go to the theater to see something I have a physical copy of, but something about these Friday the 13th movies in a theater, man. They're a blast. Um, part 6 is really fun. I, I'll give my takes on it next time we have a friday the 13th holiday but Ooh. um 
it's a good one it's a it's a horror comedy it's the only one in the franchise that has any idea what it is um (laughs) it's 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 pretty enjoyable jason's in that one yeah yes jason's in this one he's and he really is you get a lot of jason per uh per frame the frame rate with to without jason very good nice good ratio um yeah um so that was the only movie i watched this week because i got hooked on a couple of really good tv shows and this isn't usually my bag um i watched severance uh yeah it would be more appropriate to say i couldn't stop watching severance until i was done um it's it's nine one hour episodes which is not a terrible endeavor but vanessa and i did it in like two and a half days when we also had work (laughs) so um dude do you know anything about this show very very little i've seen a lot of hype and praise for it but i just i know kind of the cast and that's about it dude do yourself a favor and watch it um you know i might leave my apple tv login unattended uh because i want you to see this show so badly it's that good like good news for both of us i have my own thank you nice where was that last night when i was subbing to watch more severance (laughs) (laughs) um no man but like i seriously think the last time i was this into a new show was probably stranger things season one it's it's Ooh. just a dope ass show the the premise is um these people are working with highly sensitive stuff so much so that it requires them to sever their perceptions between their work self and their home self so their work self is like a fully functional being with no memories of anything like has no idea what life is like outside of work and then you come out of work and the last thing you remember is going into work and you go on about your life. Um, and then these separate selves raise a lot of ethical questions as they have their own lives and they literally never get to leave work or see the sun or anything like that. Uh, but it's very much like a puzzle box mystery thing. I can already tell because it's a, it's a show with a lot of reveals. It's a sci-fi thriller. Um, it's going to play really well on a second watch, you know, because I guarantee there are a bunch of hints that I missed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Vanessa and I have just been absolutely enamored with it, and I hope you will watch it, Greg, so I can talk with you more about it. Um, I've, I've never heard the plot laid out, and it sounds extremely interesting, and I would like to watch yeah. it. We are, I mean, um, yeah, go ahead. I, w- I would compare it to something like Ex Machina, which I know you love i do love that movie awesome okay good well that's good yeah we're still in the midst of succession and then Mm -hmm. oh shoot it's tonight the last of us uh show premieres tonight oh damn so me and my wife are going to be watching that tomorrow for sure that is monday because we're recording on sunday you guys don't know that sorry for podcasting sorry (laughs) we interrupt this podcast for a conversation uh is it the only show you've been watching? It sounds like that took a lot of time from you. It did. Um, I'm also, I finished uh, White Lotus season one, and I'm about halfway through season two so far. Okay, um, cool. 
it's still really good. It's it's a very anthology type of show, season to season. Um, That's what I've only, heard. Only a couple characters carry over. Um, season one, I was hooked almost immediately. And I think season two, it was like four, maybe five episodes in that I started being like, okay, the shit's on. You know, like, let's, okay. let's, let's figure out where this is all going. But it was enjoyable the whole time. It just didn't, uh, I, I liked season one better so far, but I've heard the ending is really good to season two. So maybe I shouldn't speak so soon about that. Yeah. The most I've heard <laughs> about season two is like a bunch of reaction tweets to the like people watching the finale so i'm excited to get into that one and it sounds like i can just jump into season two without having seen the first one so may do that uh i would watch the first one yeah it sounds like you really enjoyed that one anyway so well but there's uh there's uh, a character or two that carry over from season one Mm -hmm. so it's gonna spoil a lot of season one if you uh interesting season two first yeah okay yeah no that's a good point uh, yeah, I would have to watch season two and then never watch season one. I don't want to rob yeah, myself yeah, yeah. of that. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's my watch list. What about yours, sir? Well, thank you for asking. I'm glad you asked. Um, as we come to the end of the year, we just had the Golden Globe Awards, and I took the time to do a couple of rewatches for some movies that came out this past year. Uh, we rewatched The Menu the other night that's been on hbo max for a couple weeks and that's one denny and i and we watched together in theaters and had a very good time and i gotta say second watch i think i enjoyed it a little bit more that was a ton of fun good flick i can't wait to watch it again vanessa and i were just talking about it earlier today it's one of the best movies of the year hands down there is a lot of shocking favorites um are we gonna do i want to do an another uh oscars episode this oh, year oh yeah of yeah. course of course so we can talk we can more about like, like a whole month with our format now yeah no kidding um yeah like i'll i'll save like uh 2022 uh favorites basically for like that discussion but the menu is definitely one of the top five for 2022 as far as what i enjoyed um one of my other favorites for the year was the banshees of inishirin also on hbo max yeah oh i thought you were gonna say something okay (laughs) oh no i i would just i've been trying to get vanessa to watch it and i was gonna do this bit banshees of jesus christ that pisses me off prisoner of you could just any four syllable (laughs) word you could just fuck around with no Uh, inishirin is a very very slippery word greg you can't say it without mumbling it's like bridgerton <laughs> but that's a dumb show. Uh, I haven't don't seen a second Vanessa. of it. I haven't watched a second of it, and I don't plan to. But yeah, our our apologies to our Irish listeners. Banshees of Inner Sheeran. It's great. It rules. I love it. It was man, one of those movies that like after watching, I was like, man, 2022 was really fucking special. But like I said, more on that in the Oscars episode. And the last thing I watched made me really realize that 2022 was a very special year in film. My first time watching it, this was not a rewatch, I watched Tar, finally. Yeah. And holy shit. Oh my god. Like, I think Everything Everywhere All at Once was my favorite movie that came out this year. But Tar might be the best. 
that if, good? It's really damn good. Uh, Kate damn. Blanchett doesn't win an Oscar, something screwy, because she is incredible in that movie. Oh, my God. Damn. I might need a couple more watch-throughs to really, like, uh, sink into it, like, figure out why I think it's so good. But it has that, like, you know, like I discussed in No Country for Old Men, like, I can think a movie is, like, objectively incredible, but there's got to be, like, that X factor that really just, like, grabs my attention and my emotions and just, like, doesn't let go. And this movie has that X factor. Nice. Um, it might be the best character study I've ever seen in a film. If not, it's like way, way the hell up there. It's, it, it's, it's so good. It's okay. I'm it's, sold. It's a patient watch. I'll say it's kind of a Ugh. slow burn, but like, Ugh. I'm just you're just like enamored with the performance and kind of wondering where things are gonna go and elements don't reveal themselves until the end, and then you realize kind of what kind of movie you've been watching and i can't really talk about themes and things without spoiling some stuff but damn i'll wait till you watch it then we'll talk about it okay sweet that goes it might for be you, a while audience. without all that patient watch talk i'm not a i'm not a patient man it's not even a super long movie either it's not like a three hour i mean we just did the lord of the rings trilogy buddy like we got <laughs> that was grueling that was a lot of watching yeah okay maybe two and a half hours could be a little bit long but whatever it's uh, it's a great movie it's absolutely worth your time every last second of it is it's from a, from a director that hasn't made a movie in like 16 years who's todd, the director todd field what he, did he direct some movie in 2006 i can't i can't remember what it what it was but like uh it was little children in 2006 i think he was he was one of the um uh, he was a minor character in Eyes Wide Shut and Twister. Like, he, mm. he, he's he been around movies, but he hasn't directed a movie since 06, and it's a movie I haven't even seen or Damn. honestly heard of until I looked this guy up. But Don't call it a comeback. I'm going to call it a comeback. Well, yeah, don't, well, he had to have been somewhere to have it be a comeback. But I think he kind of was somewhere. <laughs> he was in a Kubrick film. You're right. Um, Damn. Enough praise of tar there's more 2022 films in i wanted to watch of tar. in praise of tar a podcast essay by greg work the legwork johnson <laughs> that's just a teaser folks um without further ado uh drum roll dot wave here it is time to award some awards it's the second annual gritty awards it's time Woo! people the moment has arrived. Woo! Greg, Hell you yeah. know the, the award I am anticipating the most? Mm, it is a tell. nail biter this year. Who's going to win best podcast? Mm. Mm-hmm. Very good question. We'll find out very shortly. <sighs> All right. Well, thank you guys again for casting your votes. We had a lot more votes uh, this year compared to last year. You guys left some good questions, so we're going to be doling out some awards and then uh answering uh some questions in between some of the uh award handings out so thank you guys again for your questions this is going to be a good time should we start denny perhaps with... i i think it's best podcast 
best podcast i think we uh we didn't have a vote set up which is you know <laughs> well it was voted on like, by the podcast academy of arts who, and sciences oh that's that's right that the well-known organization uh <laughs> we know what the people would have voted for anyways we just we spoke for the people i feel like we're yeah. tapped into what they like yes so denny without further ado ah <sighs> it was tough it was a tight race but the granny award for best podcast would you care to open the envelope and present the award oh my god it's <gasps> movies for when oh my god thank you the two-time champions greg do you have anybody you want to thank as now a member of a two-time award-winning podcast oh oh so many people where to begin um i would like to thank oh my gosh my my of course my co-host denny the talent taylor oh, producer vanessa the, the entire taylor family even 11 the dog uh, i would like to thank tom hooper director of cats i would like to thank jason <laughs> Voorhees, <laughs> all the fright 90 crew oh just everyone that encouraged us supported us joseph canerad chris boyd everybody nothing but love but of course most of all my lovely wife leanne for always going to bed while i recorded this podcast we love her <laughs> we appreciate her denny i'm gonna hand the microphone over to you the band's playing me out please who would you like to thank um, okay i'll be brief i know i'm gonna forget some people um i just want to thank um dylan Derryberry for being our only patreon subscriber um don denham for shouting uh fuck front rojo uh phil van hoek for introducing me to there will be blood and most of all i'd like to thank uh greg for doing all the work hell yeah <laughs> you're welcome uh <laughs> oh well a prestigious award i can't believe we've won it twice in a row that's really something Man. Out, of, out of all the podcasts I, you know, we started with nothing, and I thought it was going to be a real easy come, easy go experience, but here we are, a two-time award-winning podcast. Yeah. I don't know who else has won this many grinnies. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty much it's, just high fidelity. Yeah, it's high fidelity, but those are not, <laughs> not good awards. Uh, those are negative grinnies. This is a positive grinny. <laughs> That's right. Oh, shit. All right, well let's get into the first category that the people voted on and after that we'll get into a question the first category that the good people voted in was of course horniest movie denny i'm gonna ask and i definitely forgot what was the horniest movie last year do you remember was that oh, night screams uh... I don't know, man. I do not remember. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stop Clue, asking this Clue question. Was nominated. Yeah, I, I don't remember who won Grinnies last year. <laughs> I would have to really dig through, like, I would have to find which set of notes belonged yeah, to. We, we wrote it down somewhere. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, we're, we're not going to look that up. Uh, but, yeah, this year, Horniest Movie, our nominees again were fast times at ridgemont high wild wild west girls trip x out cold and rocky horror picture show and small drum roll the winner of horniest movie gathering 50 percent of the votes on the dot it is 
Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes! That was my vote! I know it was. I was kind of surprised. I was the only one that voted for Wild Wild West. <laughs> I, I think... don't think it's horniness is what we remember it for. We 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 come for the giant robot spiders. We stay for the horniness with Wild Selma Wild Hayek West. was uh, like ashamed of being in the film. It was an <laughs> unnecessarily horny film, and not to mention how horny I got when Will Smith cosplayed as her. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Um, not only egregiously horny and sexist, but also racist. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, a lot of bad there. But um, in second place, we had Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and tied for third, we had Out Cold and X. Nice. So, congratulations to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Your granny's that in the movie... mail, Tim Curry. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that movie's just a walking sexual awakening waiting to happen. You know, like, I, I think it really deserves to be the horniest, because it's very lustful, and it, it just teaches people new things about what to do with their genitals. <laughs> I learned so much. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like uh, the winner for last year was Wet Hot American Summer. So. Ah, nice. You found you found the last document. Yeah, it turns out I could just open the other Google form. It's easy the as that. Secret text. Oh. <laughs> secret text. <laughs> all right. Um, here's... I, all right. Before we get into the next category, let's go to one of our audience questions. <clears throat> Not a question. Just a quote great fucking job oh thank you somebody only great one per question great question the answer is thank you yeah happy to be so of much. service we're really putting ourselves over today <laughs> <laughs> uh the rest of the questions will be a lot less masturbatory i promise uh <laughs> well, this was horny <laughs> This was <laughs> had to get the horniness we, out of the way first. Are we not supposed to be masturbating throughout the ceremony? Mm, good thing this isn't a video feed. Dude, it's shoulders up. It's fine. Just it's don't cool. worry about where my other hand is. Oh my god, stop making a big deal out of it, people. Anyways, so horniest podcast host, winner, Denny Taylor. All right. Oh my god. <laughs> I'd like to thank my muse, Vanessa, and, of course, Will Smith and Drag. You helped. Jesus Christ. All right, anyways, next category, worst character. Worst character, Denny. I'm going to ask because I think you know who won worst character last year. Oh, my God, the John Cusack guy in High Fidelity. Oh, worst character ever. That's right. Oh, wait, hold on. Um. Oh, it might have been Spencer Spencer Breslin and the kid. My bad. I thought it was. <laughs> I forgot we did the kid and how much you and Vanessa oh, hated it. Pardon me. Disney's the kid. Uh... <laughs> Disney's the kid. Oh shit. No. Looking back, maybe High Fidelity should have won that one too. But uh, worst character this year. I had a late edition because I added Uncharted for a couple categories. So Sully played by Mark Wahlberg in Uncharted, who was undoubtedly the worst botching of a character I've ever seen put on film. Taylor Swift, herself as a cat, maybe, from the movie Cats. <laughs> Dr. Daniel Chalice, 
played by Tom Atkins in Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. Awful. Uh, Rick Rambis, Jason mm. London, Out Cold. I can't believe you nominated him. Yeah, I, mean, well, I can. Like, the characters you're mentioning but, him alongside. Come on. I couldn't remember of the name of the dusty guy. That wasn't... <laughs> it just seemed dirty all the time. Pig Pen. Oh, that was his name. It was Pigpen. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I feel like changing my vote now. Um, he was I didn't the vote for Rick character. Okay. So, the next nominee <laughs> is the titular Postman from The Postman, played by Kevin Costner. Boy, do we hate you a said, reluctant hero. You said this was going to be less masturbatory, but <laughs> I have never seen someone masturbate quite like Kevin Costner did in The Postman. It's, it's just fantastical masturbation. Just don't get your kids involved next time, buddy. It's difficulty setting expert masturbation. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, next nominee. Did you say Tom... don't get your kids involved. Jesus. <laughs> he did it. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I didn't cast his daughter. Um, yeah. Next nominee. Tom Hansen, a.k.a. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, the main character of 500 Days of Summer boy was he next nominee ernest p worrell played by james varney and ernest scared stupid and our last nominee we just talked about him james west played by will smith in wild wild west boy howdy what a what a lineup <laughs> i'm in a bad mood now being reminded of all these things back to back it's okay. We'll 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 get some positivity going here soon after. I'm but first, a sensitive guy, Greg. You gotta you gotta let me know before you lay all this horseshit on me. All I have to do is mention Kevin Costner, and Tenny loses his mind. All right, but we do have to award a winner here. Yeah, drumroll, please. The winner, the Grenny Award for Worst Character, goes to Taylor Swift as herself in wow. cats wow someone we barely remember to put in there and just ran away with the voting not quite 50 percent, wow. but it was uh overwhelming second place second worst character was uh will smith in wild wild west that was uh our second place um bad character and then third place was actually sully mark Wahlberg from uncharted which might have been Maybe worst performance for sure. Uh, worst adaptation of a cool character from a good video game turned into an awful character in a bad movie. Holy shit. This is why I'll say none of those characters are worse than Kevin Costner's The Postman. I voted for Kevin Costner, personally. You didn't have to spend three hours with them. <laughs> That's true. Taylor Swift, she was in and out well, <laughs> like out of your life forever that, that felt like three hours brother i don't know what to tell you <laughs> okay i can't argue with that i can't argue with that that that's a fair fair metric Can and she, she was in and out of that movie real quick though you're right yeah they were all mercifully brief <laughs> uh, the the low point of one of the worst movies i've ever seen <laughs> that's yes. that says something yes <laughs> oh shit all right um let's uh turn it around here let's get a positive spin next category 
is going to be best practical effects movie. Yeah. The movie that the audience believed had the best practical effects. The nominees once again were Total Recall, Little Shop of Horrors, Mad Max, Fury Road, Gremlins, Evil Dead 2, and Swamp Thang. You make, make my, my heart, heart I knew it was coming. <laughs> oh, man. This is my favorite category, I will say. I was going to say, like, I'm, I'm happy to be presenting this one. Like, I told you we were going to turn this around into some You're positives. Right. My sensitive emotional state has taken a swing for the upward, Greg. You were right. Happy to provide the service. Man, practical practical effects fucking rock it's it's cool that this this set of movies are mostly all 80s films with um a little bit of modern modernity modernness mixed in so that's cool but there can only be one winner and that winner of the granny award for breast practical effects movie is in a surprise, it is Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, a very total close recall. A very close second was Total Recall. This was a pretty close category. Total Recall was in the lead for a while, but all the late entries seem to favor the more recent Mad Max Fury Road. Man. Which I gotta respect. I do love that a movie that came out as recently as this one, even though it has been a few years, it's it's the newest of all of these movies and it's still being recognized for its practical effects so very cool a movie that barely even got fucking made that's exciting i've just I'm but total recall that... <laughs> i'm bitching about the results of our own award show greg <laughs> like, how far have we fallen how did this happen yeah just imagine like judy dench up on stage presenting best supporting actor opening the envelope and going oh, this is bullshit bullshit <laughs> i mean that's essentially what we call pulling a kanye and it's out of vogue lately uh all the respect to taylor swift but kevin costner had one of the worst performances of all time <laughs> Of all time, uh, and, and even more. We were. You thought we were out of relevant references. Yeah. <laughs> oh, same man. thought. Same thought. Modern pop culture reigns supreme here on the movies for yes. women podcast. We're both clearly very with it and up to date. Yeah. Who's Harry Styles again? <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's that. That one's for the Patreon crowd. <laughs> Holy shit! That was that was incredible <laughs> who's harry styles he said i, with I sincerity. hope enjoyed that episode <laughs> oh man i sure did all right uh before we get into a negative but fun category let's jump into a question wait we're gonna have negative but fun negative but fun as opposed to all the positive but fun we normally have um <laughs> i guess it can't there is no positive without the negative, so just this once. I'll have some negative butt fun. <laughs> there you go. Um, this question, I think I knew who it came from. Why is Community the greatest show of all time? Who do you think submitted it? 
Danny. Yeah, it was It me. was you. <laughs> I thought so, buddy. Uh, do you have an answer for this? Are you just teeing yourself up for something? Um, I guess I could answer it. Um, I think it's because it blends cynicism with sincerity. Um, I saw a whole YouTube video about it one time. Um, I think it embraces meaninglessness, but tells you, don't worry, we're going to get through it all together. And it does it better than any other show ever has. And... Um, because there's a monkey named Annie's boobs in it. That's also why it's the best show ever. <sighs> I love it. Well said. Um, I did give I get I did give this one a little bit of thought. I would say greatest show of all time. I don't know. That's subjective. I think it's fantastic and hilarious. And I'm I'm going through a rewatch right now again, and I love this show. It's so fucking funny. It it is satirical of tv and sitcom tropes in a very um organ what am i trying to say like it's it's not just satirizing it by like doing it again like oh the main characters are going to fall in love or like we're going to do a flashback episode and mm-hmm. say it's a flashback episode like the jokes go beyond pure reference to what television does already yeah like they have whole episodes where they do flashbacks and all of the flashbacks are fake they were not in previous episodes (laughs) it's all it's just like an example of like a tv trope where we could just like we're out of ideas let's just show clips from previous episodes yeah community does that and it's like these are new clips from you know what the time frame is but they're not episodes that were actually real like it's just yeah. it it's shit like that it's everything seems to be like how can we go the extra mile to make this good and funny and refreshing so yeah i think respect. it's a tv show for people who were raised by tv Mm-hmm. and also love movies so we can connect to the abed yeah. of it all yes uh <laughs> I don't know. It's a great show. A stellar cast with, like, no real, like, big-name celebrities outside of Chevy Chase. And, like, most of the people that are, like, big stars in that show, pretty much the name recognition came from this show. Donald Glover, of course, is doing, like, music and, like, all of his own, uh, like, stand-up and that kind of thing. But this put him way more on the map than, you know... Yeah, and, and the same goes with all of them. Even though, you know, you kind of look through it and you're like, ah, Britta's in this? But... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a great show. Good question. Love it. From our good friend, Denny. All right. Next category is the positive of a negative. It is the best so bad it's good movie. The best so bad it's good movie. All right, Dennis. This was a tough category this year. No, it wasn't. Uh, I was about to say this is the... Well, I won't say it yet. First, I will tell you, though, the nominees for the best so bad it's good movie. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Ouch. Uh, American Psycho 2, colon, All-American Girl. <laughs> uh, Vampire's Kiss. Oh, it's just actually good though but is it but it is but is it i'm confused i don't know (laughs) damn it 
we had a whole we had a whole episode to figure it out and we still couldn't do it um up next we know what it is it's abraxas guardian of the universe a movie that <laughs> we often keep forgetting that we actually did oh i i wish i could greg i wish i could forget hairy chested jesse ventura sitting shirtless and reading a child a bedtime story i wish i could your mom is Jim Belushi's wife. I'm going to be the governor. I'm going to jump on the windshield of this RV. And it's going to be cool. And then it wasn't. Um, next nominee is Mac and Me. And our last nominee, Conair. That, that's another one where I'm not sure if it's so bad it's good. It might just be good. It's the Cage Paradox! Oh yeah, we've got uh, two Cage films up here. That's pretty fun. Uh, and only two sequels. Interesting. Hmm. No squeakles, though. Sad to say. One day um, we'll cover a squeakle. <laughs> maybe. I don't think so. I'm not, making, not. I'm not making time for that. <laughs> I'm picking it for my next movie, no matter what the category is. <laughs> Korean cinema. Uh, Alvin and Chipmunks 2, the squeakle. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Yeah, they I think outsourced I, a lot of the production to Korea. I think a Korean guy was on the animation team. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, this is, I I held on to it, but this is the movie, or the winner of this category, won by the largest margin of any category. This one received the largest percentage of votes out of any category. The winner of the best So Bad It's Good movie conair what i know i fucking hate the audience more than two-thirds of the vote was conair <laughs> what that's sacrilege explain yourself look conair could be played straight as a stupidly over-the-top action film that's how i watched it yeah and if you if you watch con air like this is meant to be taken seriously yeah you're gonna think it's a bad movie trying to be cool but i might argue they knew what they were doing and it, it's called high camp you know like a thing you do intentionally uh, like, how high it's up in the sky with a bunch of prisoners <laughs> <laughs> Friday the 13th, part 13, high camp, Con Air 2. If Jason Voorhees was on that plane, we would have a very short movie. True. Just him <laughs> one by, like, just chopping heads in the seats. <laughs> John Milkovich would have not made it 30 minutes. But uh, I, personally, I voted for American Psycho 2. Same. It is a very awful movie that I cannot wait to watch again. It's a special yep. kind of so bad it's good phenomenon that they were trying to make a good movie or like a cool, smart thriller or whatever and just absolutely fucking bombed and we all get to enjoy it because of that. So I'm glad Con Air won an award. It's just all this says to me is that people like Con Air and that's i hope good. that was the intent i hope that was the intent because con it's... air is a better movie than any of the other movies yeah be best list. movie on that list for sure but i i don't think it belonged on the ballot personally 
I think I can't remember my thought process. I put together a lot of this. Don't hate the player. All of it. Hate the audience. <laughs> I didn't do shit. Yeah, fuck the it, audience. <laughs> Just kidding. Love you guys. We love you. We love you. It's all a joke. But well, we need to talk about how you react to Con Air and your expectations. Are you watching it with a critical lens? That's right. Uh, last year, the best So Bad It's Good movie was Independence Day. So maybe the people just love voting for um, 90s action films. I, I liked know. Independence Day. That shit was good. I like Con Air a little bit more, if I'm being honest. Me too. All right. Uh, before the next category, I'm going to turn it to the people for a question real quick. <clears throat> have you ever seen the movie gigantic it is horrible lol but has a stacked cast mm. now i had to look up what this movie was and when i did i recognized the poster and i am completely shocked about the cast in this movie <laughs> i'm letting denny google it now and he is looking at what? the 2008 rom-com gigantic starring zoe De- dano zoe uh-huh. Deschanel. what john goodman what zach galifianakis where so, oh my god daniel day lewis whoa daniel was, day lewis is in it i was kidding i was kidding. oh okay i was like hold up <laughs> i didn't no. do that much research Zach Galifianakis um, as homeless man. I'm sure that was a meaty role for him. Uh, without looking, <laughs> I want you to. Uh oh, what did you? What have you Zoe seen? Zoe Deschanel's fucking character name is Happy Lolly. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Um, Happy, Happy Lolly. Lolly. Is she on the I mean, fucking you... strawberry shortcake or something. <laughs> Dude, think it back to 2008 with like her haircut and like 500 days of summer and all that <laughs> look at her and like what do you think her name was gonna be <laughs> fucking happy lolly jesus oh shit um i don't know if you've scrolled down i'm going to tell you that the worldwide I, this is the reason we haven't heard of this or seen it the box office gross worldwide for this movie was one hundred and sixty six thousand dollars jesus fucking christ <laughs> what what was the budget what did they spend on it uh i'm trying to find that now but i guarantee you it was more than that <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh shit Oh, my God. Clark Peters from The Wire was in it? Oh, my God. Ed Asner? Fucking Christ. I gotta find out what their budget was. Yeah, whoever asked this question is just, like, wanting to throw us down a rabbit hole. And, buddy, is it working or what? Uh, You look up the budget. I'll do research on the uh, director. Okay. Uh, Gigantic movie budget. I feel like that's going to be a tricky Google search. Because then they're just going to get a bunch of big oh, fair. Oh, wait, movie I budgets. Got, I got some stuff. Mm-hmm. Financial information from the numbers. <sighs> I don't know if its budget is public. That's probably for the best. Um, I'm, maybe no one asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never seen a movie that was clearly like a... F- 
money laundering front. (laughs) 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 Um... We'll we'll move on after this, but I would just like to let people know the plot of Gigantic as it is written here. A mattress salesman's plan to adopt a Chinese baby is augmented by the arrival of a young woman who comes to his workplace, falls asleep on one of the beds, and upon waking, starts to affect his life. I have a feeling that Zoe Deschanel's character in this film might be a little bit quirky. I mean, her name is goddamn fucking Happy Lolly. Happy Lolly. Oh, John Goodman plays a character named Al Lolly, so that must the be rest her of the dad. Characters are all named Weathersby. The Weathersby Family Mattress Store. The Wikipedia page is like three paragraphs long and doesn't list the budget. So next week, when we cover Gigantic on Movies for When, we're going to. <laughs> <laughs> uh let this question asker uh know what we thought of the film uh clearly they have seen it and thought we should know about it and i really appreciate that hopefully we can find the budget for this film someday (laughs) i'm so intrigued by this movie right now like i've got to watch it i'm gonna have to hey maybe that could be an audience selection in the future but hey yes speaking of audience selections it's time to dish out another granny award yay oh what could it be denny Oh, I'm glad you asked. It is the Grenny. Oh, I did it for you. I interrupted you. <laughs> I'm glad I asked as you. Let me go ahead and say that for you. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> well done. Um, like I said, the Grenny for best audience selection. Next year, it will not be gigantic. I'll just say that. So. <laughs> The award for Best Audience Selection. Last year, the winner was Jurassic Park, which, gotta say, pretty damn good pick. This year, the nominees are... Jiu-Jitsu. So good. We got a lot of Nicolas Cage on this list. Uh, Toy Story 4. Casablanca. The Lighthouse. The Lord of the Rings. The Fellowship of the Ring. You Cannot Kill, David Arquette. And lastly, Jason X. A lot of good picks this year. I, I take back all the mean things I said about the audience. They, mm-hmm. they they chose right this year. Yeah, a lot of the times we were surprised. Like, we wanted you guys to... <laughs> we weren't expecting this to be like an overwhelming victory. And everyone yeah. was just like... We tried to rig the votes, and people would just, like, beat us to the punch in a lot of places and just, like, really shocked I still can't believe they went with jujitsu, man. I still can't believe it. I think after that, they learned not to actually trust us and started being like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) No, 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 no. Uh, Yeah, we'll stop coercing people to watch or to select movies that we haven't seen. I think that's the lesson we've learned. We'll be better. We we'll knew be better what in... jujitsu was. We knew what we were doing. <laughs> we'll be better in 2023. We promise. Um, but the winner for the best audience selection with 50% of the vote, rightfully, goes to The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship yeah. of the Ring. Real popular choice. Real popular choice. I would agree with that one. Um, this wasn't like the best movie of the bunch 
uh, or it wasn't presented to be the best movie of the picks. It was the best time the audience selected the film. They picked The Fellowship of the Ring, and that spawned a three-week extension of the series we were working on. We just did the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy. So really was a deserving winner for the best audience selection. Big time. And we thank you guys. Uh, second place was actually Toy Story 4. I thought that was pretty interesting. Hmm. Jason X and Casablanca got some love as well. That was. I voted that was Casablanca. Nice. You swine. You uncultured swine who like Toy Story 4 better than Casablanca. What a <laughs> to you. I, I voted for Lord of the Rings myself. Um, for keeping a little bit of transparency. You know. All right. Um... What do we have left? We got one, two, three, four, five, six categories left. Let's go ahead and roll into the next one. This is a negative one, and this one had a very mixed group of... It was a tight, tight, tight race, but only one winner for most annoying movie. Most annoying movie. The Granny I've Lord. already got some beef with the ballot. Oh, geez. Uh, last year's winner was High Fidelity, of course. That was a very annoying film. Yes. I think I voted for The Kid, but, you know, whatever. Sorry, Disney's The Kid. <sighs> Most annoying movie. I don't want to hear your fucking issues. With the nominees, we've got first up Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, next up, we've got Good Burger. And after that, we've got Boo! Uncharted. What the Good Burger yeah. does not belong on the ballot. It's not an annoying movie. More on that here in a second. Uh, next up, we've Great got Uncharted. Uncharted, which, uh, holy shit. Uh, <laughs> boy, was it. Uh, next nominee was Burnt. Then we've that got... Good. I think it deserved to be on this list. Uh, <laughs> that's all I'll say. Uh, up next, we've got Scooby Doo. Oh, my our next nominee, God. live action Scooby Doo. Chalkboard, annoying. Uh, up next, we have next. More on that here in a second. And uh, lastly, was Ernest Scared Stupid. I don't know if it deserved to win, but it probably deserved most to be here. Uh, I think I think that <laughs> that was makes my sense. Vote that movie drove me insane yeah i told you i kept telling you like wait <laughs> wait till you hear all the nominees before you submit a vote but yeah um this is a very tight race like i said but the winner there can only be one was with 25 percent of the vote it was scooby-doo yeah fuck that movie it was so fucking annoying the whole time tied for second were uncharted and next hmm. i personally voted for next because the middle 45 minutes according to the movie didn't actually happen <laughs> fuck off <laughs> Among many other reasons, that was the most... Oh, I hated this one. So fucking stupid. That movie was dumb as fuck. If there was a dumbest movie category, I think it Easily might have been next. next. Easily next. We covered some really dumb shit, but that was... That was... Oh, God, I hated it. It, like, wasn't even the worst movie, but it was just so annoying. Um, yeah. 
burnt. It's annoying that you could have just so many of the right pieces were in place and they just threw it all in a blender and said fuck it like they <laughs> spit out it whatever like it was their million and first clam <laughs> oh man apparently he was doing several thousand a day according to his journal <laughs> mathematically possible i don't know that's what uh that's up to michelin star chefs um yeah, Uncharted tying for second makes sense. That was a very annoying movie, especially if anybody played that game. What a great game series. What an awful adaptation into film. Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, Good Burger also was tied for third because that movie's annoying. And I didn't even no, vote for it. So. Not. It's, oh, it's that's a... weird. People still voted for it. Huh. Yeah. Not including me. I didn't vote for it. These are the same people who misunderstood Con Air. Okay, like, let's not appeal to that authority. No, like, no. Okay, well... They're, they're our audience, Daniel. They know some things. People's yeah. tastes are different. Although I will say, if you found Good Burger less annoying than Uncharted, you probably didn't see Uncharted. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but Scooby-Doo's our winner. Congratulations to Scooby and the gang. Scooby. Our apologies to Matthew Lillard. Uh, we love him, but... You deserve better. You deserve better. What a king. Scream King. Because he's in the movie Scream. You get it? All right. Uh... <laughs> also, Freddie Prince Jr. was just chastised on national television on Wednesday night for being in Scooby-Doo. <laughs> he's still getting made fun of for it. Nice. Good for him. <laughs> He's like, finally, I'm back on TV. Ah, fuck, we got to bring this back up. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, next up, let's get into an audience question real quick. Uh, this one's actually from me. This can kind of be a look back. Uh, what is the favorite movie you watched that was not covered on the podcast? It doesn't have to be Ooh. a 2022 film, but what was a movie that was new to you? Ooh. That was your favorite. Ooh, let me pull up the old letterboxed here. That's a good question. Now I had, and I tracked, I I checked my criticer. I had 192 new movies in the year 2022. Uh huh. I I watched 192 brand new to me movies, and I pulled some of my top ratings to kind of get this answer. Uh, you want mine while you look up your uh, letterboxed? Please do. Yes, um, I was really excited. I watched this movie because I needed to watch it to watch its sequel for the podcast. The original Psycho I had never yes. seen before. Yes. So, damn, I rated that one very high. It's probably in my, my top 30 in terms of rating. Um, not too far behind it, keeping on the, uh, keeping on the Hitchcock kick. Rear Window was another one I watched for the first time yes. this year. Yes, yes. So those two stood out. Um, I thought they were absolutely incredible. Um, Denny and I discussed the menu at length already. That was one of my favorites of the year. And maybe my favorite movie that I watched uh, that was new to me in 2022 is a 2021 movie, Judas and the Black Messiah. Ooh, I've been wanting to see that one. It's 
really fucking good. Um, that was my runaway answer here until I watched Tar. But I think Judas and the Black Messiah deserves a lot of praise. I really fucking love that movie. It was the year before. I'm still counting that as a uh, new movie to me that was not a 2022 release. Oh, and we did not cover on the podcast. So um, do you have any uh, any picks, Danny, for this one? Yeah, absolutely. I uh, As I'm scrolling through stuff, I really, really loved uh, Battle Royale. Nice, um, I've yeah. never seen that before. Um, Audition and let's see what else. There was something else I really liked. Audition was like fucked up and really, really good. Um, that was from my last Asian cinema phase. Um, let's see. I really liked Crimes of the Future. That was a 22 movie or a 2022 movie that we did not cover on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um. Jackass Forever was another good one, a 2022 movie. Oh, I did, I did love that. Oh, but I'm a cheerleader. That was Money in the Bank. I was a huge fan of, but I'm a yeah. cheerleader. Um, God, most of the movies I watched. Oh, and Horse Girl. I loved Horse Girl. I was crazy yeah. about it. That was one of the ones I watched a couple months ago. I really liked that one too. I yeah, think. dude, good as hell. That was so. That was surprisingly good. I really liked that one. Yeah, um, real sleeper. Not not enough people are talking about it. It's the kind of thing where it's like, you think it like if this was as good as I'm thinking it is, I would have heard about it by now because it's just been sitting on Netflix forever, <clears throat> and then it just stays that good. It never gets worse. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> it's just. Oh, I love some consistent quality, and yeah. it's something that. I don't know. People got to see it. It's is it horror? Is it something else? Thriller? It just it makes you think a lot, and I I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, it is the think, most. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, I was going to introduce. I was going to tee you up the most accurate what? Oh, most accurate depiction of psychosis I have ever seen in a, in a movie. They they got it the most right. That was really cool to hear. Um, validating on my uh, reaction to that movie. All right. It is time once again. The show must go on while I burp up the pizza I had for dinner. <laughs> the show must go on. We've got more Grinny Awards to Grinny Award. Now, I lied earlier about the most lopsided victory in the Grinny Awards this year. I was mistaken. That helps. That helps. Uh, we've got an actual very clear front runner here that ran away with the vote. The next category is the best use of the word fuck. Oh. The best, the best f bomb, the best f bomb of the year. And the nominees are <clears throat> "fuck front row Joe" quote from Don Denham. The second nominee is. When Don Denham yelled, fuck front row Joe at the live show. It was hard to choose which phrasing I liked better <laughs> of the greatest moment of fuck this year. It was a tough call. There were a lot of, you know, stellar competitors. But um, like I told Don over message after he listened to our nominee announcements, uh, I think he might walk away with a granny here. The winner by unanimous decision 
We've got Don Denham yelling fuck front Rojo at the live show. That's our winner. Don Denham is officially a Grenny Award winner. Uh, I, I'm just thinking we're in trouble because we finally gave a Grenny to someone who might try to show up and accept. <laughs> what are we going to uh, give him? <laughs> uh, it's in the mail. And if you come here looking for it, it was lost in the mail. Don, sorry. Whoops. <laughs> I mean, John Cusack's still a maybe, and he has to <laughs> submit a formal apology if he wants to receive his grannies. Uh, it is in the same place in the USPS mail system as Don's award, tragically. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give Don a uh, personalized art piece. How about that? Okay, I'll draw him a picture. And I'll sign it, because I can't draw. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> uh, I'll sign in crayon. Just like Stephen King and his, <laughs> we were talking about last episode. <laughs> Stephen with a V. Holy shit. God, the Friday the 13th episode was fun. Jason Takes Manhattan is such a bad movie. That would yes. be a so bad it's good front runner, oh, honestly. Big time. Big time. All right. <clears throat> Let's do uh, one more question real quick. Before we get on to the next category, we've got a few more awards, a few more questions. Somebody asked, what is the best movie with an ambiguous ending? Ooh, obviously Synecdoche, New York. I mean, I mean... I don't think that's right. You're not being truthful. (laughs) I, I a lot of the time I don't like ambiguous endings. I feel like I know what your pick is going to be. Um, I kind of want you to guess what my pick's going to be because I don't think you've got it. No Country for Old Men. No. Okay. I, I don't think it's ambiguous. Yeah, he does. He does clean off his boots. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think it's that ambiguous either. For me, as someone who doesn't like a lot of ambiguity, it's got to be really good. I really like it in The Wrestler um it's it's Ooh. i'm not gonna spoil anything uh, thank you but i think it's done very well there um and i'm gonna go with though i'm thinking of ending things i was um, kind of hoping you would say that yeah it has it has everything i'm looking for in ambiguity which is basically was there enough meat on the bone that i can come up with a legitimate understanding of what happened don't just not finish the movie that bothers me do your fucking job and write the ending um but i i think i'm thinking of ending things works as a kind of puzzle box type of thing so what about you uh the second i read this question i had my answer and it is a movie i kind of want to cover in the next few weeks here hint hint teaser teaser uh it is a korean film called burning okay it is one it has been stuck in my head ever since i saw it like three years ago i've been dying to watch it again and i want to cover it on this podcast um yeah holy shit i can't really tell yeah it's just like you were saying with the wrestler like very well executed ambiguous or ambiguity i can't really tell you why without really spoiling what's going on with the movie can't even like really tell you the plot it's just it's uh oh it's such a fucking good movie and the ending has been again stuck in my head for three years or so so cool um yeah like i said maybe we'll tease or that's me teasing uh what we're gonna do 
teasing possibilities. <sighs> I'm trying to find the name of the actor. I cannot remember it. I'm so sorry. Holy shit. Just tell me his name. Steven Yeun. Thank you. The guy from Nope and The Walking oh, Dead. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's in this movie. He's in Burning, and it's one of the best acting performances I've ever seen. It's certainly his best movie. It's all incredibly subdued and extremely, like, ah, mysterious. and Oh, it's fantastic. Subtle. Delightful. Love cool. that movie. Can't wait to watch it again. Um, all right. Thank you for that question. That was a good one. Uh, we've got four awards left to dish out. And up next, we have our award for unexpected awesomeness. The award for unexpected awesomeness. It's kind of a um, ambiguous mm -hmm, interpretation or title of an award. Mm-hmm. A lot of movies were awesome in a lot of different ways. Unexpected to be awesome in a lot of different ways. So our nominees for unexpected awesome movies were Jiro Dreams of Sushi, Ansandi, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is the first nomination it's had so far, I think. Wow. The Man Who Wasn't There, Ooh. The Power of the Dog, and Point Break. Oh, Point Break is the clear winner. And the winner for the award for Unexpected Awesomeness is, uh, with a little more than half the vote, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yay! I expected it to be awesome, but not that awesome. That's that was the whole thing. Second place was the unbearable weight of massive talent, mm -hmm. and that was like I was expecting it to be fan service for you and I. I didn't expect it to actually also be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but I think everything, everywhere, all at once is the more fitting winner because yeah, like you said, we were not expecting it to be that good. Mm -hmm. um, my vote was Jiro Dreams of Sushi, just because you take something as simple, just like. Just like he does as a chef, as Jiro does. He just takes something so simple and elevates it into something spectacular. It's a documentary of something, a simple concept of a man who leads a seemingly simple life and elevates it into a very compelling um, piece of film. So that was my vote. It got third place. Uh, someone else agreed with me, but uh, what did you vote for there? Did you vote for Point Break? Oh, most definitely. That movie blew me away with how badass it was and hey that's the spirit of the award there's a lot of ways to interpret it and that's absolutely one of them <laughs> yeah my, my second choice would have been uh the man who wasn't there because that was another mm -hmm. one that really rocked my world yeah we were talking last week about the coen brothers when i watched um oh brother where art thou and you're just like oh there's a coen brothers movie that nobody's really seen and nobody really talks about and it's not surprising that it's good. I guess it's just unexpected how good it is for how little we've heard about it. That kind of thing. So Yeah. That that's a good second pick. <clears throat> All right. What do we got next here? What do we got next? Um Let's do a quick one here real quick. A little okay. question. This is a 
recent submission. Fuck, Mary, kill. You ready? Yes. Ellen Ripley. Kathy Bates from Misery. And Imperator Furiosa from Fury Road. Fuck Furiosa, kill Kathy Bates, marry uh, Ripley. Denny, we've got the same answer. Yeah! Because We're Eskimo of... Murder Brothers. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Furiosa doesn't have her hand, so I can't put a ring on it, so come on. And uh, Ripley can just cryogenically freeze and just stay whatever age. I don't, I don't know. want her to have my back, man. I want Ripley holding down the fort, protecting the house for me. I'm going to be her trophy husband. I'm going to be a stay-at-home boy, chilling in my mech suit, uh, just not a care in the world, you know? I will give Jonesy all the saucers of milk that she asked me to give him. I will take care of that cat. I will let her resourceful, intelligent, um, just all-around good character carry us to a lifetime of happiness. So congratulations to... No disrespect, uh, but yeah, Kathy Bates from Misery absolutely is the kill, clear yeah. clear choice. Like, if it was, like, kill, live, and live, I, like, it's not about not fucking or marrying her. Those are, Well, those are horrible options for that character, because one, don't stick your dick in that level of crazy. Two, you're about to be a hostage if you marry her, or she's going to cheat on you with a writer hostage she has. Um, you would have to kill her. I wish like the movie i was hoping someone would kill that character the whole time well what if she uh broke your legs and said denny you have to do this podcast otherwise i'm going to be very upset and you had podcast block or whatever (laughs) (laughs) i'd come up with an intricate home alone style plan to escape i'm tired of recording podcasts kathy bates that's too damn bad That's just a reference for the sake of a reference. All right. Uh, <laughs> burned a whole intro premise in the middle of an episode is what we did. <laughs> Save the material, Greg. Oh, come on. All right. Next up, we've got one of my favorite categories. Worst picture. Yeah. Worst picture. The last of the negative grinnies. Sad to see them go. We like to end on a high note, though, so... Without further ado, the nominees for Worst Picture, and there were several. Mac and Me. Uncharted. Girls Trip. Wild 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 West. American Psycho 2 colon All-American Girl. Pink Flamingos. Waterworld. In a similar vein, we've got The Postman. And then next, we have Next. And last, we have Cats. A late entry, we put it in under the wire. And, um, that was the right choice. So, without further ado, the winner of the Grinny Award for Worst Picture is... Cats! Cats! Hey! Runs runs away with it i'm pretty Shimmy's... sure that's the first movie we watched so at least it only rose you know like life only got better from there as far as our quality went that's true 
I mean, maybe there's other movies you hated as much or more. I think you hated Pink Flamingos more than you hated Cats. Yes. Yes. Pink Flamingos made me nauseous just now just remembering it. That's and right. I, I hated Girls Trip more. I actually forgot I watched Girls Trip until this, this survey. And uh, I wish I could have left it that way. But uh, Cats fucking blows. So I'm glad it won. Happy to remind you, my buddy. Happy to remind you. Um yeah cats was the runaway winner achieving most of the votes and then a few other ones got one vote girls trip was second place with two votes Um, nice my personal pick what did i pick i think i might have picked cats yeah i picked cats it was for me my criteria was what movie do i want to see again the least Mm -hmm. and that was a real toss-up between cats and wild wild west (laughs) <laughs> i would watch wild wild west way before i watched cats again that's easy for me i don't know i fucking hated watching <laughs> like i i did too i'm just saying i hated cats that much more yeah that's the problem when like the lesser of two evils like no no don't get me wrong i'm not saying it's any good <laughs> i'm not saying i would ever want to see uncharted again but i would prefer to forget that cats exists i guess i would watch mac and me again i would watch american psycho 2 i want to watch american psycho 2 again with you just that would be fun yeah i can't get vanessa to watch it again i keep pitching it she just won't listen um but yeah Waterworld and the postman like uh, that's also too much of a time commitment that's another yeah. factor there yeah all right uh we'll do one more category here before we get to another question we've got two categories left denny okay so this next one (sighs) a very personal one for us here at movies for win best episode the best episode this year of movies for win we had close to 50 we might have had 50 since the last grannies sounds right um but yeah, there were some favorites, some personal favorites for Denny and myself, some that we both agree were the most fun. And there was some that I think are just significant for the post- for the podcast. So the nominees are Season of the Witch, movies for when it's a season of the witch. Friday the 13th Part 2, that we had a little Fright 90 powwow with that one. Yeah, that was, a ton that was of fun. really fun. Uh, equally as fun, I, I think Friday the 13th Part 3 was a shitload of fun. Um, next nominee is Good Old Fashioned Cage Match. That was a, a historically significant episode. It was almost our magnum opus, Greg. And historically. But then, yeah, it was Vampire's Kiss, so I don't know. Uh, the next nominee is Movies for When We Didn't Need a Sequel. That's where we got a american psycho 2 of course classic and like we said in the nominations um the perfect mix of a good movie a movie that's somewhere in the middle and then one truly awful piece of garbage (laughs) that was a fun episode uh next nominee when you want to accept yourself nice and wholesome i would say the next nominee is our most popular episode in terms of downloads 
Movies for when it's a clusterfuck. Dude. If it weren't for the next nominee after that, I would have had to vote clusterfuck. Like, it's one of these two for me. I love the clusterfuck so much. I know you did. And hey, I, I thought it was awesome. A good mix of movies as well. But uh, I wasn't in that one, so I didn't vote for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the last nominee, of course, is movies for when it's live from the Alamo Draft House. And without further ado, and without much surprise, the winner for best episode is Live from the Alamo Draft House. That night was so much fun. We should do another live show. I love the town hall kind of vibe we had going on there with people just coming and taking the mic and giving thoughts. That was such a good time. That was so much fun. And as somebody that like hates and is terrified of public speaking in general... I had a good time and I felt nice. like I was in the I was in the presence of like friends and people that would actually want to listen to me stumble through thoughts live on, you know, on a stage. It was just the tallest table in the room, basically. <laughs> um, that was a ton of fun. I think it was the most significant one for um the podcast. Uh second place here was actually good old-fashioned cage match, so. Huh. That that's uh, you know, the live show we covered unbearable weight of massive talent so a lot of cage love from the audience here uh, we we know who our people are they they're gravitated towards us that's right um we attract i would say the right people so yes all right one question before we get into our final category our next question is actually from tyler uh who if you remember did our uh, in Denny's absence did our video game episode where we talked about Uncharted and he had yeah. a terrible time with the movie but a great time with the podcast he asks why wasn't my episode nominated for best episode <laughs> <laughs> Tyler the answer's simple the live show is going to win <laughs> we just... wouldn't want to embarrass you that way we wouldn't want to embarrass you that way when uh, you came away with only the third most votes of course so saved you a little bit of the embarrassment and that just means you're gonna have to step up your game when you come back because there's plenty of more video game movies to talk about maybe denny will be involved maybe not i hope so mario bros mortal Kombat. i want to be there no we've got the we've got a new mario brothers movie to cover oh, coming out this year i want to do the old one i'm chris pratt <laughs> doing a mario voice um yeah italy <laughs> whatever of all like more than most chris pratt should have to try harder is <laughs> like, <laughs> all i'm saying uh so yeah tyler sorry we couldn't uh sorry we weren't able to nominate you this year but you will be nominated next year when you come back to either talk about chris pratt's mario or the mark Wahlberg max Payne movie which i'm sure you're gonna have a great time with that's a that's a threat to him that I'm going to make him watch the Max Payne movie. <laughs> the screenwriter for that movie spoke in one of my college classes. That's very fucking funny. Yeah, if we get him on for that, you'll he'll probably want to hear that story. Um, yeah, if I get him on, maybe we'll do like a, a review of The Last of Us show. We'll do like our first sh yeah. TV show recap. That would be cool. Yeah. Because that's another Naughty Dog game. They're the people that made Uncharted oh, as cool. well. So. Um, I know he's a fan of that series. Uh, game and TV show, which 
I really want to go watch right now, but I'm doing the fucking podcast. Uh, <laughs> all right. Our last uh, category that the people voted on. <sighs> Sad that it's coming to an end already, but the last category is, of course, the Granny Award for Best Picture. Dun, 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 dun. Does this carry more weight than the Oscars? Yeah. Not if the movie came out in uh, 1942 or whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, the Coen brothers will be pleased with... Uh, <laughs> never mind. Um, the nominees for Best Picture, as I mentioned, Casablanca, because I said 1942. Mm-hmm. I think that's when it came out. Um, the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. The Northman. The Vivitch. The Lighthouse to complete the Eggers hat trick of nominations. Uh, next nominee is Hereditary. Then we have The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. It just won the best audience selection. Then we have There Will Be Blood. And it's uh, Eternal 2007 Best Picture nominee counterpart, No Country for Old Men. And our final nominee from 2022 is everything everywhere all at once golden globe winner yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> everyone go yeah. watch kihoi kwan's uh, acceptance speech it's beautiful it was so nice man yeah. i liked that a lot yeah, um me too. all right uh he will <laughs> um he will have to await the news of who won the Grinny Award for Best Picture, though. He has more celebrating to do because the winner for Best Picture is Everything Everywhere yeah! All at Once. I was going to be pissed if this didn't take it. I'll be honest. It was, it was such a banger. It was a little bit closer than the other categories, um, if I'm looking at it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, tied for second place, we actually had The Fellowship of the Ring and No Country for Old Men. I thought that was pretty interesting. Two fantastic movies. Very Greg movies, too. Mm -hmm. I voted for No Country for Old Men. Um, Third place, I was really happy this got some votes. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, But yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once ran away with this one, and I could not be happier. What a great movie. Same. Hopefully this is a foreshadowing the Oscars. And Dude. Oh, it's we... not the type of movie that typically wins an Oscar or even gets nominated, but I'm really hopeful. Yeah, no kidding. Again, I don't want to waste all our talking points for the Oscars episode, yeah. but god yeah. damn, what a year of fucking movies, man. Between this and... Um everything like everything we've already talked about like it's it's exciting it's thrilling i hope uh the northman gets a little bit of love there too I'm not gonna yeah lie. it deserves it our apologies to robert eggers for getting three movies into the best picture uh <laughs> <laughs> we reviewed his entire filmography for the podcast and he still didn't win best picture but hey being nominated for every single having a 100 percent hit rate for best picture nominations from us as that's that says something can't yes. wait for nosferatu Holy absolutely shit. oh my god it's gonna bang it's gonna be awesome mm. so i'm so excited so what 
we have our final festivity right uh before we get into our final festivities we do have one final question i kind of wanted to end the questions with this one how is 2023 looking for movies for when so basically what are our plans for the future we've already changed the format of the entire show where do we see ourselves heading in the future by the time we have more granny awards uh to announce oh fuck any thoughts um, I, I was gonna i'll get us started if you want yeah go ahead i don't really have any plans i just like doing this <laughs> yeah uh the movies will continue to be good i think we've gotten like um we've only done one series so far uh under the new format of one movie a week uh the next granny awards of course will have a lot less nominees because we're yeah. gonna be um dealing with one third of the number of movies so that's pretty exciting i think this is going to be a with doing one movie a week it's going to open up up a lot more to talk about other movies that we saw so maybe the what we've been watching section will be a little bit longer or like we'll flesh that out in some way um i'm hoping to do more new movies if yeah. there's some good ones coming up or at least like catching up on some good 2022 movies that we're just fans of so for sure i think the focus is going to be more on movies that we love um because there's less movies to cover we want to make sure we're spending time on movies that we want to cover basically yeah um but that doesn't mean uh, like we were just saying like the most recent friday the 13th episode was one of our favorites to record it was so much fucking fun talking about Friday the 13th part eight that like really we can't was. we're not going to leave out the bad movies or dumb movies or so bad they're good movies like there's just stuff we love to talk about I think we're just going to be a little bit more careful with what we do talk about I guess yeah and like Danny was just talking about a little bit earlier maybe in 2023 hopefully another live show um we'll see if it's uh public venue or what the deal is but i would love to get another live show going maybe like a live q a session like online maybe more guests that'd be fun i really want yeah, tyler to we come haven't back. had a guest in a long time was tyler the last one i think he was yeah okay yeah i can't yeah because i think he was after we had will reno on for when i had to, had oh. to when i when i went and got married basically yeah. yeah he was after that we had okay, a lot yeah. of guests this year it was fun it was great so yeah um any other plans you have for the podcast this year man not really i'm honestly just letting the good times roll you know like the the big thing i really wanted to do was a show at the alamo draft house and we did that um now i just want to keep having fun and to do this as long as it continues to be fun uh and that'll probably be forever so get ready for more i guess i don't know i i love the new format i think uh i think it allows us to discuss movies a lot more thoroughly and have i, I think the content is better um not only because we're doing uh uh deeper dives but because we're not like trying to get through so much and exhausting ourselves you know like um man i would really love to do another live show my mental health has to keep improving um because <laughs> There was about 
a little more than half of this year where I could not have functioned enough to do that. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, and for me with my schedule, that's going to be sometime in the summer. Yeah, for being honest, uh, <laughs> hell I've yeah, got six months to stabilize my medications. Let's fucking go. That's plenty of time. Uh, <laughs> Better be. <laughs> sure, hope so. Um, but yeah, that's it for the questions. Thank you all for submitting those. Those were a lot of fun. Thank you all for voting for the awards. We have our winners. We have our questions answered. The only thing we don't have, Denny, our new entrance into the Movies for Win Hall of Fame, the HOF. I take this M very seriously. <laughs> MFW HOF. Oh, I do too. Absolutely. I, I toiled over this for quite a while. Um, you want to give a little bit of insight to your thought process for your selection for the Hall of Fame? Yes, I, I you know, we. I, I, my understanding is that we need to go with movies that are significant to the show. Um, not necessarily the best movies we watched or anything like that, but what, what when you think of movies for when and what's special about our show, what movies come to mind... Um, Last year, uh, it was Frozen and the Country Bears. Uh, Greg and I each get one pick every year. Um, and I think, I, I don't know that you could uh, encapsulate our show better with two significant movies. Um, this year, I have four movies that I thought were worth putting in. Mm -hmm. and, and two that I think we can't live without. And I'm honestly just really counting on you picking one of those. All right. Uh, well... I would, I will say, I, I was in the same um, mindset as you. I had you go first last year because I was a little coward and I didn't want to upset you by picking something wrong. So I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go first this year with my selection. Basically, uh, my thought process behind picking my selection for the movies for win hall of fame was exactly what denny said it's a movie that's significant to the pod significant to us what really when i look back on the last year of doing the show what really stands out as kind of a defining moment for uh the show itself and that's why my entry into the hall of fame is going to be the movie covered on our live show it is the unbearable weight of massive talent oh i am so relieved two? that was one of the two that was one all of the right two. oh deep breath okay i went this back and forth i'm not gonna lie like there were like you said there are a couple other movies that are like i really want to pick this one especially like joining the ranks of such movies as frozen and <laughs> the country yeah. bears like do I want to pick a good movie? Um, I'm not sure. And then I, I just landed on it. It had to be. It had to be this. Yes, it did. Um, oh my god, that was that was also my number one first round ballot, man. Um, I'll get. I'll give my runners up just to honorably mention them. Ooh, um, okay. Runner up was the Postman. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad just, you didn't pick that. <laughs> Just because it's such a significant movie to me and Greg, we're referencing it all the time. We've been watching this movie together for years now. Um, I, it was it, it, if I if I could put one movie to define our relationship, I would pick The Postman, or maybe God's it, Not Dead Three. I don't know. 
it baffles me to this day the postman uh <laughs> <laughs> you discover a new level of stupidity every time you watch it you um, realize another decision that was made every time you watch it what fun <laughs> My uh, my other honorable mention was the Gumby movie because it established a theology for this podcast. Uh, Greg Ooh. and I really tried to flesh out who our gods are based on <laughs> the Gumby movie. Oh, I wasn't there. That was you and Will. No, and we Vanessa. texted each other about it. I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was okay. getting a COVID test. <laughs> I thought you meant on the air. Okay, but no. No, no. Yeah. Um, yeah Over Greg text, and- we did have that discussion. Yeah. I forget where we landed, uh, but we, we do technically worship Gumby on this show. Um, but my pick... <laughs> <laughs> going into the Hall of Fame alongside the Country Bears, Frozen, and the unbearable weight of massive talent, it's got to be American Psycho 2, All-American Girl. Uh, I don't think any, right. anything got as many callbacks this year as that movie did. We just kept talking about it all year long because it was such a new low for cinema uh, that we just needed so much time to process it. So uh, is that what you were hoping I would pick? I was hoping... I This was one of my other top picks. I had three that I wanted in there. And we've got two of the three that i had the third one that i wanted in there was mac and me uh yeah that was that was a contender for sure our mac and me episode was fun man american psycho 2 is i think it's more special because i feel like a lot of people don't know it exists yeah and And those people and those people are lucky uh they're more fortunate than us and i don't know i thought about having you know for the worst character category for the grannies like i wanted to put the awful therapist character i wanted to put uh william shatner's character i wanted to put mila kunis's character i couldn't decide it's just like they're all so equally bad like i can't choose but i think maybe not worst characters i think it might be the worst script ever put together it's so bad it's so unbelievably badly written it's it's phenomenal like it's just like i could write a paper on it that would be more compelling (laughs) than the movie like we we see so many like that suicide suicide is Sorry. this a tongue twister? Suicide I, Squad. What? I, I think you got confused with the remake and you thought it was a squeakwool. Squeakwool Squad. <laughs> um, s- s- some side quads. Um, some kumquats. Yeah, Suicide Squad, like that uh, Jared Leto Joker one, was just like a bunch of like executives getting their hands on it and trying to say like oh the kids like this so put it in there put in this popular song and people will like it yeah like a bunch of like producer and investor and um just meddling with the movie it's like we we got that and this is like if for american psycho 2 it feels like it's one of the early examples of that it's kind of hard to believe that in that year we were like oh no we've got the rights to the first american psycho this is actually a sequel now like well we're almost done over here like no no make it a sequel to this movie uh, now oh uh, why were they making it's... that movie to begin with <laughs> there's no excuse for any of it 
I'm kind of curious to see if it was like if that never happened like if the American Psycho tag never got put on there would anybody know this movie existed not a chance like Mila Kunis very famous very successful in a lot of great movies there may have been like people seeking it out out of morbid curiosity but the fact that it's got an American Psycho title on it just makes it like okay now i have to check it out yeah 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 it's yeah i i'm out of gas talking about that movie but it was it was an incredibly fun discussion that we had on it i feel like i could i could easily watch it again find more dumb things about it and just laugh the night away so absolutely (sighs) the worst movie in that episode by far (laughs) no doubt in my mind damn so that's the hall of fame wow the prestigious hall grows by two wow it only happens once a year greg it's a special moment we gotta cherish this i feel like no picks were wasted i was i felt a little bit bad about mac and me not making it in i loved our discussion on that but we only watched that movie as a recovery movie from our live show yeah and i don't want to take paul rudd's thing you know Paul mm-hmm. and I, there's already some history there, and I just don't think he'd respond well if we took his thing because of the history he and I have. Yeah. You know, because of our sexual past. Yes. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want to take his thing. Shitting on Mac and me is, you know, maybe not too terribly new, but I feel like not enough praise is given to the fact that a child dies mm-hmm. due to uh, police um, <laughs> blowing up police um, mishandling of weaponry. Let's say <laughs> <laughs> a handy a handicapped child dies due to um, bad decisions by cops. I mean, all That's... I think of. <laughs> It's the best McDonald's ever. And then all of that ties back into McDonald's. (laughs) It is a Hall of Famer in our hearts, but unfortunately not official. No. Maybe next year. What a picture. What a picture. (laughs) What a picture. Oh, man. All right. So we've done it. Yeah. That's a good episode, Greg. Good grinnies my favorite night of the year the best award show there is the most credible award show there is and certainly the most important mm-hmm. award show there is the grannies yeah the daniels your award is in the mail yes love you guys thanks you so much for giving us the best picture for the grannies and uh you know who gives a shit about that oscar you've got your granny and your golden yeah. globe your trophy your trophy trophy shelf is full yeah you've got enough you've got enough great job what's next um speaking of what's next denny yes what's next man well greg much like in life we never know what's next the only thing that we can control is whether or not the audience votes for it that's a metaphor for life (laughs) the audience always votes for wait hold on all right anyways we're being watched (laughs) it's a truman show situation greg I was literally thinking of that. Very nice. We're on the same wavelength. Yeah. You and I. Um, so we don't have a theme for next week. That's the thing. We've been so focused on Jason Voorhees 
riding on a boat and uh, dishing out some Grenny Awards. So we didn't have... Uh, well, the plan always was to get you guys involved in selecting yeah. the next theme. We've done one theme of the one week per episode format. Or one movie per episode format. Excuse me. Um, so, the audience will need to make a selection here. And... Uh, by the time this airs, I think the poll might be done, but just so you know <laughs> when you hear it. <laughs> Thank you for voting, everybody. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, appreciate you guys. This is one of the many challenges of recording a show that drops five days after the fact and also having like audience interaction dictate <laughs> like what we do. So We're out of sync, yes. It's tricky, man. We can't make it work. We can't no. select a theme and then pick a movie and then watch the movie and then record an episode about it within like 36 hours basically. Like Greg, that's Some of not us tricky. have things to do. That's not tricky. It's tricky mm -hmm. to rock a rhyme that's right on time, okay? What we do is not tricky. <laughs> like I can't believe your brain is like uh, I feel like we're on the same wavelength. It's incredible, really. <laughs> Your mind is going to places that I only wish I could explore. I'm Give tagging along for the brain. ride. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you guys for voting in this poll for the following options for the new theme that we are going to be covering. S movie selections to come later, of course. Um, the four options for the poll are going to be slash were movies for when you're on a korean cinema kick and let's just say i think my pick is going to be burning that i talked about earlier cool. and uh maybe people are going to vote for parasite maybe we'll go a little bit older in the uh korean uh cinema buckets so do you do you have like a pick for what would you what you would pick for korean cinema i'd have to look i'd have to look um probably memories of murder though i hope you do that one because that was a good fucking movie and i would love to watch it again cool um the next uh theme option is movies for when you can't afford therapy i don't know what i would pick for that one i would Probably go with a... captain fantastic i was gonna say um american psycho 2 again <laughs> i just watch uh... that every time i'm down <laughs> there's a therapist character in there um Boys. and in burnt it doesn't make sense uh uh the next uh, theme option is movies for when you're worried about robots will reno his ears just perked up a little uh, that would be a really fun one that would be a lot of fun we could do like some older sci-fi i think i would pick ex machina honestly yeah. like you had kind of suggested before recording but like that would be fun I think a little I'd bit probably, of sci-fi yeah ex Machina maybe terminator fun. terminator's an option robocop's an option there's a lot to work Ooh. with there yeah uh man people I keep warning terminator. us and we we just keep making fucking robots <laughs> <laughs> and our last theme option is going to be on the poll movies for when you want to honor a razzie winner that one's hard to choose probably demolition man oh i would love man. to do that one yeah i would um uh, i would have a hard time not picking catwoman but that would mean watching catwoman 
So it's it's fun. It's like it's it's out there, man. It's like an awful, awful, awful movie, but it's like it's wacky out there. I would pick Catwoman on the condition that I watch it with you, and like okay. that's it. I would I would watch Catwoman with you. Um, but only for the podcast. I don't I don't want to watch it any other time. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. So those are the nominees. Thank you all for voting. Uh, thank you, future audience, for voting for whatever. I <laughs> uh, can't wait to talk about uh, Korean cinema, which is what I hope people pick because I'm most excited to do that one. I don't think I'm they will. Honest. I think they're going to go robots. People love robots, despite, you know, several works of literature and film telling them not to. They've learned nothing from RoboCop, Greg. That's why society is the way it is. Well, maybe they'll learn from RoboCop 2. All right. Uh, <laughs> RoboCop 2 is phenomenal. Underrated. Absolutely. There's a character well, the... in it named RoboCop 2. <laughs> it's so fucking good. What about the robot in Rocky 4 or 5 or whatever was going on? We're not doing that, that one. movie just for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would be a cool crossover. Um, anyways, Rocky Cop too. Uh, all right. Think there's your free idea, Hollywood. Um, <laughs> so the awards have been presented, uh, but before these trophies can collect too much dust on the trophy shelf, Denny, would you keep please give the people the award for best catchphrase it goes to denny taylor ladies and gentlemen oh my god a live performance i'm not prepared let me just get my for greg work the legwork johnson i'm denny the talent taylor and this has been movies for when we already told you when but you know what we didn't tell you what's my cage again see my badge
Yeah.